Hello, isolated individuals, and welcome to CoronaCast, a podcast for all your COVID-19 related news and facts. We are up to episode 6, the final episode. It's been amazing recording this for you guys and hearing your feedback, seeing what you've liked and not liked. And today, today's episode, I personally find very interesting and we'll be talking about... um. The Australian government's plan to control COVID and what their plan was and how it's been managed in different countries such as America and discussing what's been most effective. So, all of this information either comes from an Australian government approved website or for America, an American approved website, American government approved website. So, um... On Australia's website, they say, Our aims. The Australian government's health response to the COVID-19 outbreak aims to minimise the number of people becoming infected or sick with COVID-19, minimise how sick people can become and the mortality rate, manage the demand on our health systems and help you to manage your own risk and the risk to your family and community. The government's response is based on modelling of the impact of COVID-19. The modelling finds our health system will cope if we continue to have effective social distancing, increase our health system capacity and isolate people with the virus and their close contacts. So that's all what they've, they've been doing. Um, it's been going really well. It's definitely been working. And next I go on to say um, who manages the response, and that is state and territory governments are mainly responsible for health matters. When a major health issue like COVID-19 faces our country, they work together with the Australian government to share information so they can provide the best possible care, ensure the response is consistent and integrated across the country. And the Australian Health Protection Principal Committee, AHPPC, makes key decisions and coordinates this response. The AHPPC is made up of the Chief Health Officers from each state and territory, the Chief Medical Officer and representatives from key departments. It meets daily to assess the risk to Australia and recommend public health actions. The AHPPC endorsed the government's emergency response plan. Uh, The Australian government has put together a team of widely respected clinicians led by a chief medical officer to assist with the COVID-19 response. Uh, If you want to find out more about this, go to australia.gov.au website and they have a lot of information including financial support and advice for businesses and employees, help for education providers and advice on domestic and international travel, travel and other community services. Services. So... They also state on um, our response plan. The Australian Health Sen- Sector Emergency Repons- Response Plan for Novel Coronavirus short form outlines how key activities will operate and how the public can support the response. It outlines what we know about the disease and the outbreak, what sort of risk COVID-19 represents, what the Australian government health sector will be doing to respond, how the government's response will affect people, what people can do to contribute, how people can manage their own risk, the risk to their families and the risk to their communities. As we learn more about COVID-19, we are regularly reviewing our response, moving resources into activities that are working well, scaling back activities that are not working. The plan focuses on government activities but many government and private agencies are working together to support the Australian government response. 
and I've got to be honest what what um, Australia has done has been super effective I would say one of the most effective plans definitely more than the US and say Italy uh, it came, we got right on it we tightened stuff up and we're slowly releasing um, what people can and can't do and it's worked extremely well and we have had a document that you can find online where um, it states in a pandemic what we would do and it just says if a pandemic were to happen this is what we do and we've basically followed that to the T uh, manipulated it a bit to suit COVID-19 and it's worked really well now there are a few different management plans and I'll go through them and there's a management plan for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders populations. Now the Australian Health Sector Emergency Response Plan for Novel Coronavirus guides the Australian Health Sector response. This management plan focuses on culturally appropriate testing and care for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and for specific locations including remote communities. And there's also a management and operational plan for people with disabilities. The Australian Health Sector Emergency Response Plan for Novel Coronavirus guides the Australian health sector response. This management and operational plan focuses on people with disability and there is an easy easy read version on this page too. So on the Australian uh, website they have pages on both of those so if you're part of either of the communities or know people or want to find out about it you can go to australia.gov.au and look at them there. The next section is called what we are doing now and it says to reduce the risk of COVID-19 spreading through international travel the government is applying travel restrictions screening travelers who arrive in Australia and ensuring they self-isolate on arrival continuing with border surveillance the government is also delivering 17.6 billion economic support package to encourage investment and keep people in jobs delivering a 2.4 billion health package to protect all Australians, providing $669 million to expand Medicare subsidised telehealth services for all Australians so everyone has access to quality health care while at home, delivering support to Australians experience domestic, family and sexual violence due to the fallout of coronavirus, so for people stuck at home with their abusers, uh, providing $74 million to support the mental health and well-being of Australians, Funding home delivery of most prescription medicines for those unable to get to their local pharmacy. Securing face masks to help protect our medical professionals. Tracing coronavirus cases. Providing information on our response and how you can protect yourself and others in English and other languages. And putting limits on some prescription and over-the-counter medications to make sure those who need them can access them. The state and territory health authorities are testing people suspected of having the virus, monitoring close contacts of confirmed cases every day, imposing travel restrictions between states and opening fever clinics. Then they have a section saying, what can you do? Help us stop the spread of the virus by staying informed through COVID-19 health alert, which is updated every day, keeping in touch with friends and family to make sure they're doing well, taking steps to protect yourself and others, such as practicing good hygiene and quarantining if you're sick, and being a smart traveller. And they do have a COVID-19 advice for travellers. And I think it's absolutely amazing that they've had this 
whole plan and all of this and you can go and explore it more and see that more and it has overall been absolutely totally effective and I think we can all agree on that that it has really done what it's meant to do and it's been done really well and um that covers Australia's plan and everything and yeah it's it's impressive how well they are able to predict what's going to happen and how to um how to shut it down as quickly as possible now we can go on to the American plan now surprisingly it was quite hard to find America's plan for COVID-19 so the best I could get was America's plan for the 2005 influenza threat bird flu or H5N1 and what they were going to do and it states the federal government will use all instruments of national power to address the pandemic threat states and communities should have credible pandemic preparedness plans to respond to an outbreak within their jurisdictions the private sector should play an integral role in preparedness before a pandemic begins and should be a part of the national response individual citizens should be prepared for an influenza pandemic and be educated about individual responsibility to limit the spread of infection if they or their family members become ill global partnerships will be leveraged to address the pandemic threat preparedness and communication activities that should be undertaken before a pandemic to ensure preparedness and the communication of roles and responsibilities to all levels of government segments of society and individuals surveillance and detection domestic and international systems that provide continuous situational awareness to ensure the earliest warning possible to protect the population wasn't really done in america they left it quite late and by that time now everyone has to be isolated. Um, response and containment, actions to limit the spread of the outbreak and to mitigate the health, social and economic pin- impacts of the pandemic. And again, they didn't do this too well. Now, I have to say, in 2005, they did have a different president and um, different people in charge of making the plan and uh, like the health minister and all that. But I'll it shows at some places that it's a lot easier to really crack down on it early than leave it later and let it kind of just sit and simmer and just be like oh wait we should probably do something now and then it's too late and it's really tough yeah um yeah that they're the plans I've got and for the rest of this episode I was thinking of just having a talk with you guys about what's going on and just talking generally about some stuff. And I'll reiterate some things that I've said in other episodes, and that is um, only take FDA and WHO approved medicines, please. Please stay safe and keep people who are at risk safe as well. Be responsible with what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um support local businesses if you can help local businesses to transfer online that would be great um you can get practice info like marketing and stuff and just 
um, another good thing to do is to get creative. I know a lot of artists, whether it's music or drama or dance or um, fine art or any of that, people are expressing their feelings through that and I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I, during this um, pandemic, have actually developed a whole new style of drawing. I very much draw realistic, but now I have a very unique style of drawing more cartoon um, characters, and I it's because of the time I had in my hand and the motivation to create something beautiful in these trying times, and it, yeah, it really... Um, helps me feel better and you may think that uh whatever that creative stuff you're doing isn't isn't going to do anything for anyone no one's going to appreciate it or it doesn't yeah do anything but it i'm surprised that i make people happy with my art but i do like there are some people who i could name like right now who just genuinely appreciate getting to see my art and when they see it their day just becomes a bit better or sometimes I've even made people's days just because they look at that and they're like wow I'm friends with that person who can draw like this and they're impressive that they can do that and I don't think I'm very good I I think I'm good and I think that I've been doing it for three years and the three years of practice shows but I I, I definitely don't think I'm that great but it's really nice to hear positivity from other people and definitely um definitely give positivity to other people the last thing we need right now is any hate or discrimination just all of that stuff all we need is to just try and come together as best as possible and support the people around you if you go to school understand the teachers are very stressed they were with online and now coming back and all of that stuff give, give them some support and just understand if they're a bit all over the place and with your parents as well understand they're trying especially if you have siblings check in on your siblings I don't have siblings so I don't know how that dynamic works as well but I do know that uh, my friends have been checking in on their siblings and making sure they're okay because especially if they're younger because they experience all of this very differently to us if, especially if they're a few years younger and it would all be a little bit movie-like and fantastical to them and you need to make sure that they're okay and just make sure the people around you are okay there's no need to spread negativity we just need to have a chill time um, especially with mental health and looking after it can get bad it can get really bad and you can kind of sit and be like it's the world ever going to go back to normal is it ever going to be the same and yes the answer is yes it will take it as a bit of a break because it's probably not going to happen again in our lifetime and I know you feel lonely because I think all of us are But you'll get to see people again and be with people. Go out and catch up with friends after this. 
because if anything if you were struggling before I hope you realize now that this just put into perspective how much you can do in life and when you're restricted to this which you were most likely already doing before just staying at home this time I hope you realize that life is worth so much more and you can do so much more and who cares what's the meaning of life or what comes after we know that we have this life so why not just take it by the throat and make it ours right just gotta go with it and just take things in stride and really have no regrets and if this pandemic's done one good thing i would say at least for me it's made me realize that it's made me realize that like this this break on the world has has damaged people and uh, things like the economy and all of that and it's yeah it's really made me into quite a bit of a different person and how I see stuff and what I'm going to be doing in the future I used to I, I've been fortunate enough to um, travel with my parents quite a bit um, because I like traveling so I've been to quite a few places and um, I never really liked it don't get me wrong I always appreciated that I've been able to go traveling I appreciate the time and it's always been amazing but I just kind of was like oh who cares like yeah there's other places in the world okay but I want to like do my own thing but after this realize that there's so much more I want to explore other cultures and I want to see that other stuff and do that other stuff and yeah it's a big change going from not wanting to travel to actually thinking damn I'm gonna have to spend my money on traveling that's gonna be expensive (laughs) yeah it's a good time to reflect anyone to any disease or anything especially to COVID or COVID related stuff Um, all my thoughts are with you you will get through it and it will be okay I'm so sorry that happened but life will go on and it will get better and yeah Let's all just try and stay positive. Let's all try and do this as best we can. And I've loved being able to talk with you guys about all the stuff we've covered. It's been so much fun. It's been so amazing. And yeah, on that note, I hope you've had a wonderful time listening. Thank you for listening to the end. This has been CoronaCast, so stay safe, my isolated individuals. Goodbye.